Welcome to the McClay School Few Minutes for Families podcast. This is James Milford, head of school at McClay School. We know our families are busy, but never too busy to learn more about their child's opportunities and ways to partner together to better prepare them for the challenges and opportunities of tomorrow. Our promise to you is expert advice, relevant information for your McClay experience, and the best educational journey possible with outstanding educators who do amazing work every day. Today, we have Martha Cutter with us. When I think about outstanding educators, Martha certainly fits that category. Uh, In a previous podcast, we talk about the magic of the middle school and how important it is to have faculty who connect with, deeply enjoy, and know how to relate and connect to a middle school student. And uh, Ms. Cutter certainly does that extremely well. So Martha is a parent, an alumni, uh, this is her third year back. She's teaching sixth grade social studies, which is world geography. And I've asked her to come today and really explore her philosophy of teaching, how she connects with the students, and maybe give us some examples of what we would call 21st century skills or the soft skills of creativity and collaboration, what that looks like in her classroom. Martha, thank you for being here. And what's going on in sixth grade world geography? Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. Um, we are currently right now working on ancient Egypt and exploring modern day Africa as well. And to get on to some of your points, I think really the way that I structure my classroom is very student centered. And what that means to me is giving them a lot of agency and choice where I can give that agency and choice. We have modular furniture in the classroom, and that allows them to easily move into small groups, but also to work independently. I think it's really important for kids that age to have movement in their environment and to have the freedom to choose how they best work. In addition to that, while we're obviously learning content and we need to learn skills, like in my class, my skills are map reading. We also do a lot of reading and writing in my class, um, fact-based and evidence-supported writing and thesis development. Within those skills and within that content, it's really important to find a hook for each individual student. And because we have small groups in each classroom, I can kind of get to know them on a, on a really individual level and figure out what within this topic is something they're interested in doing. And then every time we transition from one topic to the next, we have projects. And so we do a lot of project-based learning. That really lets me do two things. It lets me cater to what they're interested in. It also lets me differentiate. So if I have a student who I know is reading at a ninth grade level, I'm going to feed them some different source material because I want to challenge them and stretch them. I might give them a revision and ask them for extra evidence on it. If they're going to build a temple, so I have a very advanced student who is working on researching a temple site to the god Beset, which is an ancient uh, Egyptian god. And so she found a three-dimensional model of this ancient temple. And she asked, you know, I really would love to use the 3D printer with Miss Barton in the science lab to build this model. May I do that? And 
what's wonderful is I was able to say, absolutely, within our block schedule, I have the time and I have a wonderful collaboration team with the sixth grade team to really allow for that individual learning experience for her. Now, is that individualization, as we think about education in general, mm-hmm. let's just let's just say that, and the, and I know I've noticed in my career that in education, there's this pendulum swing. You mm-hmm. know, we'll go one side and, and feel that this type of education is important and, and it'll swing back the other side in about 20 years. But one of the overarching conversations we hear in terms of Generation Z, you know, mm-hmm. these students that we're educating now, is there, you know, you hear things like over half of the jobs that these kids are going to do aren't even created yet. We have to think about artificial intelligence, and that will eliminate a lot of the jobs that are currently existing. So it seems to me that the the direction education is going now, and I think you just listening to you have hit on a lot of these, the importance of engagement, the importance of interest, the importance of finding a, a student's passion, small class sizes, movement, flexibility in the classroom that allows you as the teacher to really be able to understand the student. Mm-hmm. But I know that we also try to take the kids through a progression in the middle school with thematic units mm-hmm. and... Uh, so what, is, what does that progression look like as the underpinning of everything you're doing in the classroom? Yes, absolutely. So a big part of what we focus on in the middle school is collaboration among the different um, grades, but also within different subjects. And the reason that's so important is, like you said, th- these these kids that are coming up today, they need to know how to get access to information and because that's really a skill that's going to be really important as they progress. And so one way we found to help them in this pursuit is to make sure that we reinforce each other in learning a, a skill or learning and learning a new content area. We start them off in sixth grade with a thematic unit and our theme is launch. And the reason the theme is launched is because the sixth grade goes to NASA in the spring for their big year-long trip. So we each, in each discipline of the sixth grade, take a different portion of a given project. And this is one example. There are others as well. And then we teach it within our subjects, but the students are working on one larger project. And that's that's a really um, different way of teaching, and it takes a lot of thinking outside of the box, and a lot of the same critical thinking skills that we're teaching the students to do, we as educators are having to stretch as well. We really have tried to move away from this um, idea that we are the font of all knowledge, and they will sit in their seats, and we will impart to them this set of information, because as you said, that information is changing constantly. It's evolving mm-hmm. constantly. And being able to access that information and to find your passion within it is really that important skill that I think is going to carry them forward. So Miss Barton, who teaches science, she works on the science piece of NASA. So they do a lot of physics and engineering. And then with me, we work on the Cold War. So we learn about Russia and we learn about 
politics of the past. We start with the Cold War and then we move through the space race and how NASA was created. We also then rotate right back around to current events. Um, as you know, there is a war of ideology going on right now with Russia. And so it gives them this idea that this is not something stagnant. This is something that's that's always changing. It's And it, a lot of thing, these things, these ideas, they come back around in some form. So we need to understand how to access them. They do a writing project with Mr. Dixon, who is their English teacher. They do an art project within their art classes. And so all of these different projects come together in one big event where we put them on display and we invite the parents to come and see. And really, it's this multi multifaceted understanding. And it's so much richer, so much richer than if I picked you know, a random topic to talk about when I talked about Russia. I need to teach them about Russia, but really the content isn't as important as the process. Mm -hmm. And it's so much richer. They they remember so much more when they come to my class and they say, you know, Ms. Cotter, oh, we just learned about Sputnik. We just learned about that. So I know, I know what this, I know what a cosmonaut is. I understand that. Now we're talking, oh, now we're, so it's it's a way of making connections for them, but it's also really exciting for them as well. Well, you're you're right. It's, it's so much more engaging than mm-hmm. sitting in a row and just receiving the information and expecting to just regurgitate it. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners, what Martha just described is textbook, collaboration, project-based learning, critical thinking skill development, and something that's very unique to a place in Tallahassee because McClay School is an independent school. So we have the flexibility to do that. We give our teachers the level of autonomy with high expectations to make sure that we are developing students who are prepared to go to college and be better prepared and have the skill sets in their background and have the tool belt to be able to go and really thrive Mm -hmm. in college and in life. All right, last question. When I walk into your classroom, which is extremely engaging just in general, on the right side, there's some form of, there's a map with a lot of strings and birthdays and (laughs) Can you explain that? I thought that was really neat. Yes. So um, what he's talking about is a very large map. It's a map of the world. And all around it, you'll see um, pictures of the students. And next to their picture is a sheet of information about a coordinate system and where that coordinate system, system or that set of coordinates landed them on the map of the world. And we call this our birthday coordinate project. It is the very first project that we do in sixth grade. And so what we do is we take, I take their birthday and I plug it into an equation and it pops out a coordinate. And that coordinate is a place on earth that we call their birthday coordinate. They actually get to choose because some of them will be in, will end up in an ocean. That's part of, (laughs) part of being flexible. So some of them do get to choose. They pick a country that is closest to their point. And then they have to research that country. They have to research it as if they were going to visit it. They have to learn about the capital and the leader, of course, the basic information, the flag. They have to learn about the culture. They have to pick a dish and they have to show us what the dish looks like and how it would be prepared. They have to pick an event they would take us to if we visited that country. And we sit around, we have a a big round table discussion on the day of presentation. They walk up to this giant map that 
is always up. I never move it. They get to see their face on the wall for the whole year. Their face stays there. They show us their country and they describe what it would be like to visit there. And what's really fun about it is when they first start, they're a little anxious because they some of them have places they really wanted to 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 land on but maybe they didn't but by the end they're so proud to tell us what they learned especially about a country that maybe they'd never heard of before or maybe it wasn't you know Paris France or some place that was high up on their list but the ownership they take over it and the excitement they have really is so fun and it's just a really great project and some of them choose to make some food and bring it in for us it's a it's a wonderful thing and it stays up the whole year and what's really great is then they show people who come in the classroom you know i got kenya let me tell you all about kenya they have the most wildlife of any country you know it's very very fascinating it's a fun introduction and we all get to know each other a little bit Martha, thank you for being here. And parents, if you're not ready to enroll in sixth grade geography, I don't know uh, anything else we could say to make you want to do that anymore. So parents, at McClay School, we strive to help our students be inspired, determined, and unstoppable. And I think we are all on the same page when I say that we are doing that really well, or Miss Cutter is doing that really well in her classroom. If you feel this information is helpful and may inspire others, please share it. Also, if you have topics or questions you would like covered in the Few Minutes with Families podcast, please email podcast at mcclay.org. Until next time, ever forward. Mm-hmm.